0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another Raw Review. This is your Raw Review for Monday, June 14th, 2021. Your go-home show going into Hell in a Cell this Sunday. I feel like this time of year, this pay-per-view is almost every weekend. (laughs) Not just WWE, but Impact and AEW, and, and it's just so much to cover, and it's wonderful. It's a great time of the year, but uh, coming off the hot weekend with um, against all odds and NXT Takeover in your house, we continue on that trend with Monday Night Raw tonight. The show wasn't terrible. Wasn't bad. Regressed a little from last night. Oh, last night. From last week. Um, but overall, my hype level for Hell in a Cell right now, honestly, it's about a five. Um, we'll see how SmackDown does, see if that elevates it at all. But... As of right now, I'm kind of just looking at the pay-per-view going, all right, well, we got the two Hell in a Cell matches, but other than that, eh, we'll see. (laughs) But let's just jump right into the show, get this going. So, we kick things off right away with a review of what happened last week with Lily and with Shayna. And with Miss Bliss being in her playground, uh, after the review of last week's interesting final segment, (laughs) uh, we had a new visitor to the playground uh, with one Nia Jax, um, basically telling Miss Bliss that Shayna will be ready for Hell in a Cell come Sunday. So that was a new match that was added. And that Nia wants her in the match, in in a match tonight. So, we're going to get Ms. Bliss in a wrestling ring for the first time actually wrestling since March. At least that's what the records have shown. That's pretty crazy (laughs) that it's been that long since she's been in the ring. But hey, sounds pretty good to me. But our in-ring action kicks off. With Nikki Cross, trying to make it four wins in as many weeks, taking on Charlotte. But we have to wonder if the Queen will have herself a nightmare tonight. Lo and behold, within the first few minutes, we rip these music hits. She comes down, sits by commentary. And... As hilarious as this turns out, Rhea actually, <laughs> she distracts Charlotte long enough to get Charlotte countered out. So Nikki Cross wins yet again. This time, via count out. Like, <laughs> like last time. And actually not like last time, I'm sorry. She had the two beat the clocks and then she actually got a pin on Rhea because of Charlotte. This week, we had the count-out victory, but unfortunately, Nikki was not able to celebrate for too long because Charlotte was able to get back in the ring and then back out and attack Nikki on the outside, which then caused Rhea to get involved once again, lay out Charlotte. So, things are looking Interesting for that Raw Women's title match, come Hell in a Cell. After that, we had an interesting, interesting segment in the back with Jeff Hardy and Riddle. And Jeff Hardy actually giving Randy Orton some props for him being around for so long and knowing what he says is, you know, he knows what he's doing. And Jeff was so funny. He was like, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but when Randy speaks, you listen. And um, Riddle was all excited about that. And then he starts. Riddle starts going off on one of his tangents again like he does. And Jeff had mentioned right before that that he had a match with John Morrison, so he needed to go. But Riddle obviously just kept on talking. And when he went to ask for Jeff's opinion on something, he was gone. <laughs> uh But then right after that, Randy showed up, had a nice, uh, another hilarious interaction between those two. Um, And we're going to have ourselves a little tag team match later tonight with RK-Bro taking on the new day. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to covering that one. But. As I mentioned previously, John Morrison and Jeff Hardy had themselves a match. Uh Cedric Alexander came out a couple mo uh, maybe about five minutes into the match. So we're already two for two on inter- oh, you know, distractions slash interferences going into matches for Raw. So that's a pretty uh, pretty good turnaround, I guess. <laughs> um crazy part is. Morrison uses the distraction, gets the win. And then Cedric just goes on the tirade on the the mic about Jeff and about what happened last week when Jeff won and then openly mocked Cedric, which Cedric deserved. So it's not like it was something out of, you know, completely out of character for Jeff um, with Cedric mocking him during their match last week. However, Cedric was saying that he was so upset that he wasn't able to put Jeff Hardy in a retirement home. And Jeff said, oh, you want to put me in a retirement home? Fine. If you beat me in a match tonight, right now, I will retire. So I'm just like, what? Like, shocker, I did not expect it to hear tonight. Jeff Hardy putting his career on the line after having a full match with John Morrison against Cedric Alexander. But, thank God, Jeff Hardy wins, doesn't retire, and hopefully at this point shuts up Cedric, period. Will it happen? Probably not. (laughs) But we'll see what happens next week. Now, earlier in the day, I'm gonna to have to find my soapbox here because gonna have ourselves a little chat there, there folks. Earlier in the day today, it was announced via WWE's Twitter that even Marie was gonna have a match tonight versus Naomi. Now, Naomi is a fantastic wrestler. Can I take away what she's done? And she has a very loyal following following well people were absolutely on fire this afternoon because they're immediately thinking Naomi's going to get squashed because it's Eva's big return and how everybody hates Eva Marie for some reason that I still to this day don't fully understand um I get it she wasn't the best wrestler she tried her hardest when she before before she left the first go-around, and she actually really improved, but people still just hated her for some reason. I, I, I just never understood the hate. But this is that next segment that comes out. Naomi comes out, as her big entrance. And then Eva comes out to new music, by the way, which I guess is okay. I'll have to hear it again to fully understand it. However, the rumors also were true. Stuff that I've heard. Piper Niven is with Eva Marie. Now, depending on how this goes whether she's going to be fighting Eva's battles for her, which I think is a fantastic heel move. Eva doesn't have to wrestle, but she can still have all the heat. And then eventually, if, if Piper um, attacks or separates from Eva, Piper's immediately a top face in the women's division, instantly, because of all this nuclear heat and hatred that people have for Eva Marie. Funny thing is, Piper Niven is the one that runs to the ring, gets in the ring, and has her match with Naomi. Now, it was as I thought it would be with Eva. Piper gets the win. The thing that bugged me about that match, besides the fact that – um. that it obviously wasn't Eva, but they did a nice little swerve and had Piper, so I guess it really doesn't bother me. But the part that did bother me was that the commentary table had no clue who Piper Niven was. So, like, who is this mysterious woman? Who is with Eva Marie? It's like, guys, do you not follow your own product? Do you not watch NXT UK? Now, (laughs) there was also a name that was floated around, whether it'll actually happen or if they're just going to scrap it. There was rumor that Piper's new name on the main roster was supposed to be Dewdrop, now spelled D-O-U-D-R-O-P. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's a name. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, it, it looks like that possibly could have been scrapped because Eva already posted later that her protege was, and then she tagged Piper Divin tagged her own Twitter account. So whether she's going to change her name, or if they're still going to continue to call her Piper or Viper Divin, whatever they choose, it's better than Dewdrop. And I hope to God that that was just something floated and not actually happening. But I thought this was a good segment. Yes, unfortunately they have to use somebody to, to be the person that gets squashed when someone returns or in this case they views. Unfortunately, that was Naomi, but that's just how this is. This is the business. People need to understand that. That's how this stuff works. Yes, of course we want better for Naomi. We want better for everybody. But somebody has to lose to a star that comes in. And yes, I said a star because whether you like her or you hate her, Eva Marie makes a reaction, and that is what the WWE looks for. She, I would probably say, she's probably hated more than Baron Corbin is. <laughs> and that's saying something. But I will now get off of my soapbox. Um, actually, I take that back. I will take one more step on top of it. I'm utterly disgusted with members of the IWC tonight who body shamed and fat shamed Piper Niven after this happened. Now, (laughs) there is no place anywhere in this world for any type of body shaming. It's 2021, people. Fucking get your head on straight. Enough of this shit. And that's as far as I will go. For right now but moving back to the show we had a nice little photo shoot going with mandy and dana while natalia and tamina were practicing in the ring obviously all the noise perturbed mandy and dana so they went over and said hey cut the shit we're trying to have a photo shoot Daddy jaw and back, but oh, well, you know, maybe if you paid, if you put half as much work into your in-ring than your looks, maybe you'd be champions by now. And Mandy had a fire comeback saying, well, maybe if you guys, you know, if you didn't have your last names that you did, both of you would be out of here a long time ago. And I'm just like, oh, shit. <laughs> so one thing leads to another. The ladies have a nice brawl. And uh, they need some uh, some security to get out of it, um, and they break up the little fight. So I have a feeling, obviously, these four will be fighting for that women's or WWE women's tag team championships at some point. But up next, it was that New Day versus RK Bro match, and I'm telling you, the match was good. Probably my second favorite match of the night. Um, the finish, and I will give, I will give some props to how this match ended, but I will not give the props to the person who ended this match. You hearing me know the ropes? I'm giving props to the finish, but not to the person who hit the finish. (laughs) Um, Xavier Woods was going for his honor roll. And it was reversed into an RKO in a very smooth, very slick way. And RK Bro gets the win. Again, we have the little tease with Riddle doing his pose. And Randy just kind of standing behind him and decides to just walk away. After that, we had more women's action. Uh, I will also say tonight was a very women's heavy Raw, which is nice to see. So this was Asuka taking on the Raw Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. We wondered if Charlotte would make her appearance. She did not during this match. Rhea wins a fantastic match. However, Charlotte does show up afterwards, attacks And they basically need every official and referee to keep these two apart. And it was just complete madness. And I really appreciate it. I like when there's a good brawl like this. Like you you have everybody separating and then they break free and they go crazy and they start beating up on people. Yes, that stuff's fun. I've I've always enjoyed those moments. Um, Brock Lesnar has been in a lot of them. Um, and it's always fun. It just it just adds more hype to the whole thing. So uh, after that, we had yet another women's match where it was Miss Bliss versus Nia Jax. Um, and Alexa looked real good. Not going to lie. Um, especially not being in the ring since March. Um, she kept Nia um, pretty much at bay. Uh, at certain times, um, she tapped into her powers. I, I could, I would say, um, trying to draw some energy multiple times, being very visceral with her yells and the way her movements were, and so she's still tapping into that darker side of her. Um, she hits Twisted Bliss and was going to go for the pin, but Reginald pulls her off, causing the DQ, and then after that, it looks like Miss Bliss begins to hypnotize Reginald, continuing to pull those strings uh, before Nia gets back in the ring, causing Alexa to leave and walking up the ramp. But so this continues with first with Shayna, now with Reginald, Makes you wonder who the real endgame is. Is it not even those two to begin with? Maybe it is Naya the whole time. Who knows? But we still have that match at Hell in a Cell between Shayna and Miss Bliss, so we'll see what happens there. After that, we had ourselves our rematch alert. Elias versus Jackson Riker, and it ended the same way it did last week with a countout victory for Jackson Riker. We then had our main event, which was Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Um, But before that match, and even before the Elias-Jackson-Riker match, we had ourselves another fantastic promo segment in the back with MVP and The New Day continuing to court Kofi Kingston in a very <laughs> undermining way, kind of like a reverse psychology thing. Uh, basically blaming Woods for their, you know, for their losses and why Kofi has not been able to sniff the WWE championship since then. So MVP trying his hardest to break up the due day, and either to court Kofi Kingston or somebody brought up something that I saw tonight, which I'm not sure how it kind of ties in, but maybe uh, that maybe the ultimate goal really is Xavier Woods, um, which I think would be pretty outstanding. Um, Yes, Kofi is beloved face and, having him turn heel wouldn't really I don't know how well that would work. Um but giving Woods the chance to be a heel and have a huge singles push I think would be interesting. Now I know with his with his fame with up up down down and everything else, don't know how that would translate. I don't understand – obviously I understand their worlds are different, but who knows. So that continues. I obviously see something happening down the road, but I just don't know what it is yet. So, like I said, we shifted to our main event, uh, Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles. Um, Lashley showed up within a few seconds of the match starting, which obviously left Drew in pretty much a three-on-one situation, uh, with Omos being down there with AJ, as well as Lashley, your MVP, technically a four-on-one. This prompted the Viking Raiders to come out, who are the number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So they come down there to help out. The match between the two was outstanding. However, before the match ends, Drew attacks Lashley in the outside before Lashley can get a shot in while the ref wasn't looking. This This causes Lashley to be irate, jumps in the ring. Attacks Lashley. I mean, attacks Drew, gets the DQ, which then causes the Viking Raiders to come in and attack Lashley to help out their friend. Lashley gets out of the ring. Drew attacks on the outside, and we go to break. So the moment that happened, I was like, all right, well, we got 15 minutes left in this show, folks. They're going to have ourselves a six man tag match, aren't we? Lo and behold, Teddy Long did his thing. We have ourselves a six man tag match player. So the match itself was was pretty was pretty good. Almost just still being the absolute monster that he is. Um, at, at the tail end of the match, he dispatched both members of the Viking Raiders, throwing both of them over the guardrail. Um, but AJ, I don't know if he stumbled or just exhaustion, def- desperation, something. Tries to tag omas, misses, and then tags Lashley instead. Lashley gets in the ring and unfortunately eats a Claymore. <laughs> like, almost instantaneously. Drew pins him, gets the one, two, three. Drew standing tall at the end of the show, which, as you all know, if you've followed my podcasts when it comes to the go-home shows, it's never a good look to be the last person up before a pay-per-view. Now, I kind of already expect Lashley to win anyways, and then for me, this just cements it. Um, I will have my picks for Hell in a Cell on my SmackDown study that will come out this Saturday. Um, It's just going to be my picks, as obviously, as you all know, Sam does not really watch the main rosters often. So... We'll get those picks out there on Saturday for you, and then I'll do the post-show Sunday night after the show. So for Monday, you guys will have some extra stuff to listen to. But like I said, Raw was okay. Um, definitely not as good as it has been the last few weeks. I'll give it like a 78. So it's a C+. Um so we'll see how Hell in a Cell is for the Raw matches. SmackDown, like I said, will be recorded Friday night after the show caught Saturday. I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening tonight. I really, truly do appreciate you all. Um, so if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as Bedlam Media. You could find myself pretty much everywhere, Scottie J. Stream, and you could find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on a podcast platform that you guys listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little Bedlam to your day. So, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Scott. I am the man behind the Twitter of Bedlam Media, just giving you your raw review for June 14th, 2021. Hope you all have a wonderful week. We will see you on Saturday for the SmackDown study. Remember, because of AW Dynamite being on Friday, our Above the Ring episode will not come out until Sunday morning, so we can cover all the midweek stuff at the same time. Same thing will happen when they go on their Saturday night show, and then uh, from what I'm hearing... The last, um, last week of the month, the 30th, they should be back on Wednesdays. So then we'll have our traditional episodes on Thursdays. But that's the future. This is now. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Most importantly, please, please do not forget to join the Bedlam. Have a good day.